0: Right, welcome to the Ohio wind it is Thursday March 4th and we got the gang back together today I'm Brandon are here how are you guys doing
1: doing well doing
0: great fantastic fantastic um, hey lots going on today um, as always remember our sponsors uh, chase Bank uh, Dropbox and the manly man company uh, also remember subscribe if you haven't already subscribed we got links to all eight of our providers Right on our podcast post, um, so you can subscribe there and yeah, share it with your friends. So we appreciate the growth of that and keep it up. We're, we're excited to see what's happening here with the show. Um, also, interview segment, um, we released these earlier on our podcast feed, but Alex Henry Foster of uh, 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 the former band My Brother's and en- My Friend's Enemy, uh, he was on the show the other day good interview. Um, I don't know much about the guy. He was a Canadian rocker, but he is excited. He now lives in Virginia. Uh, it's a weird kind of like a goth alternative slash jazz mix. It kind of reminded me, I was to Craig yesterday, like a Phoebe Bridgers, but a little bit more harder. Um, interesting mu- music and uh, interesting guy. I mean, he's uh, he has a European tour, which probably will have to get canceled by COVID, and a lot of interesting thoughts about that, but check that interview out. Always, we have a lot of extra content in addition to this show, too. So, all right, um, as usual, Thursdays is a little bit of a shorter show, so let's get right to our news. Um, kind of scary from Columbus yesterday. I'm um, at Players Fashion Place, we had an active shooter, and not that those are ever a good situation, but <laughs> thankfully, it ended well. Um, Nobody reported injured. Uh, No one reported killed, which obviously is good news. The weird thing is they're trying to find the suspects. And as of the last report we have from the dispatch, they're still looking for suspects. They're thinking there's two suspects. So interesting. Interesting time for players. Uh, We talked about a week ago about they're having some financial difficulties too. So kind of a rough time for players. But thankfully, you know, I mean, Active shooters are never thankful, but at least just is well. I mean, you know, I'm glad we're not talking about mobile deaths or anything. Um, Brian, what was your takeaway from what happened yesterday?
2: Well, um, for those who are outside of Ohio or, in, I mean, outside of Columbus, excuse me. Right. Uh, Claris is our one of our prominent oh, yes. shopping mall areas. Um, and, um, yeah, I saw this trending a little bit on Twitter. I think the debate was whether this is really was an active shooter um or not i mean or was it just some sort of shooting i guess <laughs> uh you know something more yeah. and more uh domestic so um um obviously we don't know because apparently the shooters are are still out at large so a lot of questions but i don't really know much else about um um what what else went down or what how what does this mean in the larger picture but um you know, um, I think it's just kind of speak. I think it, it speaks to a larger theme in Columbus is there just seems to be a lot more of these weird kind of shootings and we've had them on highways. We've had them on malls. Now it's just, uh, there was one the other day, actually in my own neighborhood, um, um, on, in the West side. So, um, it seems like uh crime has just been, seems a little more tangible lately, like a, like a cloud that you can slice with a butter knife. Um, it's that, uh, Coming a little bit more noticeable lately here in Columbus, at least.
0: Yeah, um, and you're right. I, I'm anxious to hear a little bit more about the investigation because you, you, sometimes you think an active shooter, you shoot, and well, not you, but an active shooter will keep on shooting until they're caught or killed or whatever the case might be. And the fact that they haven't found these suspects yet, uh, and I, from what I hear, may have been two stores where shootings happened at. But, you know, the fact that the suspects ran off, I mean, putting our amateur detective out, it does seem like maybe it was a more uh, specific shooting instead of just like a random shooting where maybe there's some type of dispute, a shooting happened and uh, people ran off, but kind of weird. Um, And yeah, there there's a lot that can be said. Um, Columbus, wonderful city. Columbus has got a lot going on for it, very diverse city, but Columbus has a crime problem and it, it's... Yeah, Brandon's right. There's been a lot of weird shootings over the past week or two. Uh, Craig, what do you think it does for the mall? Um, You know, I think Brandon was off when we talked about last week, but the mall has some financial difficulties and everything. Um, You know, we're in COVID. I mean, you know, it's not the mall's fault, but, man, sadly, stuff like this scares people away from going to the mall. Now you got another thing to think about if you're going to the mall, not just, you know, hey, hopefully I'll get COVID.
1: Yeah, I mean at this point I would think they would probably look into beefing up security or you know, however they, you know, have police presence there, you almost have no choice at this point, uh, especially with with someone still being on the run and and you know, having fired some shots in that area. Um it's 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 dangerous. I mean, you already are, you know, pause a little bit to to go to a place like that to shop during COVID and now you have another thing to worry about. You I guess you always have to worry about that stuff, but you never really it doesn't really hit home until you see a story like this where there were active shooters or shooter at the mall. And it it definitely has to, you know, from your perspective of do I want to shop there, you have to pause a little bit now and say, Well, maybe maybe I don't go to Polaris, maybe I go to Easton, or maybe I go somewhere else because it's a little dangerous now, or maybe it's it's a little bit different than it was the day before. You know, just the the mindset is different. It changes you when you hear any kind of news, especially this, you know, happening anywhere.
0: Yeah, Brandon, the I think you're referring to that shooting that happened off the highway. I think one of those weird random shootings that wasn't right near my house, but it wasn't too far away. And I don't know, I. Sometimes I have to distract myself. Um, I didn't tell you guys before the show, but I had to go to the store yesterday. And it was one of the first times since COVID I actually was in the store shopping. Um, My wife forgot some things. I wanted something. And we just said, hey, screw it. Let's just go to Walmart. So I went by myself. And, you know, you think about the, you know, COVID there and everything else. I almost had to distract myself. I had my headphones in listening to the podcast. I kind of transported myself out of the situation. And, you know, you think about, not that the shooters from the mall were running around Walmart wanting to shoot people, but, you know, it's a lot to think about. I don't know. I mean, you live in an area that yeah, I think it's a little hype to be more dangerous than it really is. But you you live in a tough area, too. Sometimes you almost have to distract yourself, right?
2: Um, well, I don't know. I guess, like, I don't really necessarily distract myself. Like, uh, I don't know, um um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, you gotta be vigilant. You gotta be like, um, I mean, we're, we're very in tuned with the neighborhood in terms of what goes on. And so on social media, I mean, there's like an app called citizen that seems to really be in tuned with, uh, I'm still trying to figure out the mechanism behind it, but really does an accurate job of reporting, um, uh, police activity, uh, things that are reported to the police and things that, uh, um, any crime. So if you have, if that citizen apps in your area. Uh, has some if it comes into your coverage area definitely go and get it um ring ringed also is a great app um, yeah. that has a news feed as well um, and um next is also another good place to look um, you know you just gotta be you gotta be engaged with your community to an to a point um, um, I say a lot of times with crime these with crime in Columbus I've always classified it more as uh domestic disputes. Um, something right. just, it's really personal. It's not really unprovoked. Um, but I don't know. I mean, these last few shootings have been just so strange It's just the place is strange. I mean, it's more likely for innocent people to get caught in the crossfire. Right. Um, it's almost as if people are taking their disputes out in public. We're like, um, yeah, sorry, right. the COVID's kept us in too long. We're, we've got to take our, our, we got to hash this out in public guys. Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, you yeah. um, know, when I ask you, Brad, I think I phrased it wrong. Um, I'm looking at more like there's three ways you can approach it. One, you're freaked out, you hide under your bed, and you say, I'm not going out at all. Um, look, I thought when I moved into to my house, and this was probably, oh, geez, probably five, six years ago here in Columbus. The first day, there was a policeman hunt where the suspect was running across my backyard. And I was actually taking a nap, and we had my cable, not, my internet guy. Came over, he literally woke me up and said, Dude, police are chasing a guy over your backyard. This is the first day I lived there. I'm like, Oh crap, what's going on? You know, did I make a bad decision. So, how do I respond from that? I could either hide under the bed, move right away, and say, Oh my goodness, I got a gal here, or you could take a neutral where you kind of distract yourself and don't think about it as much, or you take the the path that you guys take, you get involved in your community. You download the apps and everything else. And I think I'm halfway between getting involved and kind of distracting myself because I've got apps that tell you when there's police reports in the area, but sometimes I just have to distract myself. You know, that's how I don't think
2: about it. No, oh, I see. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily think distracting yourself. I mean, yeah, I can do that. Uh, leaving, I think, is. I don't. I don't like it when people leave. I think when when someone leaves, it's like you're kind of running away from the problem. I don't know. And plus, people have said this over and over. It's like crime's everywhere, even in nicer areas. It's just maybe it's kept under the wraps, or there's more resources from the city that tackle it a lot better. But there's crime everywhere. I mean, um, it's just um, um, you know. I think being engaged is 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 definitely something. I would recommend, and um, however you want to engage, um, um, you know, just do it safely and just be vigilant.
0: Well, I think part of it is some neighborhoods just get a bad rap. I mean, you think of Hilltop, you think of Linden. I was probably a couple miles north of Linden area, and it's funny. Linden, the north part of Linden literally was trying to change their name because of the perception of Linden. They're like, hey, we're not as bad, like the south area of Linden in Columbus, you know, tends to get more crime. So, like, could we change it? Because they were making the argument that Clintonville, which is, like, directly north of Columbus, once they changed the name, it became a posh area. And also, too, it's a nice area to live in. But it said property values went up and everything else, so could North Linden change this thing? Apparently, that hasn't happened yet. But, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting discussion. I know. Craig, you're not here in Columbus. You're up in the Fremont area. Um, has it been worse up there? I mean, obviously, you guys can crime up in Fremont, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, to, it's not to the extent that you would see in Columbus and, and maybe not quite as violent. But, you know, I've talked to the sheriff You know, I cover the copy, you know, in, in my area yeah. and you know, I've talked to the sheriffs and I've talked to police chiefs and, you know, a lot of times they'll tell you that they see as, you know, they see dangerous situations as, you know, that you would see in Columbus or Detroit or Atlanta, wherever you may, you know, insert dangerous city, it may not be as frequent, but, you know, they're, they're not subject to, you know, lesser violence or lesser crime just because they're in a small city. And, you know, we've had, you know, a few murders here, some that have been, um, actually pretty well known uh, throughout the state and some that have kind of gone under the radar, you know, it just kind of depends. We've had domestic disturbances that have uh, turned into, you know, into death and we've had, you know, just cold blooded murder as well. So, you know, that they got national attention, you know, from Dateline and 48 hours and, you know, programs like that. And, you know, it just maybe doesn't happen as frequent. And, and maybe you don't think of it as, you know, as being bad as Columbus, because it's not something that happens on a daily basis. But it's certainly, you know, the small cities and small villages and towns are not exempt from it. Um, there's, you know, suicidal subjects. You know, there's standoffs. There's domestic divide, you know, violence and disturbances. So it's it doesn't discriminate to the large cities. It just may be a little bit more prevalent because there's just more people. But it certainly is everywhere you look. Like Brandon said, crime is everywhere opportunity is everywhere and that's where crime is so you know it's it's not exempt from the small cities that's for sure
0: okay well very good and and, you know it's going to be a challenge especially here in columbus i mean we talked a lot about the issues that they've had with their police department you know in regards to race and other issues so columbus has got their you know they got the handful a little bit and hopefully you know we can still work on it because like I said, lots of other lots of great things about here in Columbus. Unfortunately, the crime isn't one of the good good things, but hopefully we can get better as that goes. Um, one of the two other things I wanted to talk about briefly before we close for the day. Um, you know in Texas and Mississippi, and we talked about this yesterday, they listed their mask mandate. They listed their COVID business restrictions. I mean the cases are starting to go down, but obviously COVID's really still a legitimate issue. There's a lot of questions about, you know, there's variants. We don't know what's going to happen with the variants. Well, Texas and Mississippi was like, hey, we're good. And they literally at everything. I mean, it's back to business as normal. Well, Ohio, you know, the dispatch yesterday talked to Mike DeWine and said, okay, are, are you going to do the same thing? What are you thinking? And, uh, you know, DeWine doubled down and said, hey, you know, we're keeping what we have. COVID's still an issue, and everything. Um, it, it shouldn't come as a surprise. But, uh, Brand, what do you think about at least Ohio reclarifying its position to say, "Hey, we're not going to fall to these other
1: states."
2: I think it just speaks to Ohio being kind of that uh, uh, center right kind of state where it doesn't go um, full on Texas or Mississippi, for that matter. Um, But I'm curious, you know, I think DeWine might be the last Republican to kind of embrace that mantra. I think, you know, in the future, we're not sure who's going to be governor uh, after DeWine. But um, and so that'll be you'll be I think that's that's more of a bigger story there. It's just kind of like, um, you know, it's just kind of like the last time Ohio will be a more of a um, purple state kind of uh, from a more Republican stance. Um, you know, Josh Mandel's ramping up rhetoric, and he was yeah. trending a little bit on Twitter, just saying, you know, do what Texas is doing, essentially. Um, I think that's where I, I'm more intrigued by is just kind of, um, you know, because um, it's, you know, I was able to name several Republicans for Senate as a good candidate for Senate. But I'm kind of – but when it comes to, like, you know, establishment Republicans like DeWine uh, running for governor, I don't – I'm, I'm, I'm kind of starting to wonder – the only one I can think of is Houston. But other than that, it's, it seems like you're going to more likely to find a lot of more uh, Trump Republicans. Um, and so, you know what? You know, we, you know, um, Texas and Mississippi, they, they voted for these guys. They that's that there's there. These states have the right to do what they want to do in the sense um, whether you think it's right or right or wrong. Um, but um, Ohio could be it could be like Ohio uh, going down the future. I think DeWine is made made. Pretty much found found his his uh, uh, spot in, in this mix of this, and he's comfortable with it. As in, you know, he's I mean he he went from being aggressive to being a little bit more laid back on this, um, and uh, but still keeping some of the basic uh, uh, restrictive measures in place. Um, I think for him that's that's going to be fine for him until as the vaccine is supposedly going to get rolled out till by to where everyone can get it by the end of May. And hopefully we'll start to see numbers drop enough to where DeWine will feel comfortable uh, removing those restrictions. And, um, you know, everyone's hoping for a decent summer. I think restrictions maybe probably could, you know, if everyone got the shot by May, and that's a big if. if everyone is willing to get the shot by May. But, um, you know, it's going to take at least maybe, you know, June for the vaccine to really take effect. So maybe it seeing restrictions start to really lift up probably by no earlier than August. That's that's kind of like my forecast uh, currently. I don't please don't I ask viewers not to go look for old episodes and see what I was predicting yeah. before. But but <laughs> well, uh, but uh, that's where yeah. my mind's at right now.
0: <laughs> I think it's ambitious because um you know President Biden talked about hey, you know, we might have vaccine for every American by end of May, which I think it's a little bit of an ambitious goal, but I, I'm glad that we're at least oh, pushing. I for it. I bet you
2: anything, Biden's lowballing. <laughs> I'm, I, oh, I, I you think maybe earlier. Or- well, he first said July, and now right. he's moved it to May. I think he, it's that's like, um, I think that's what it's a kind of a politician act. Just get your expectations, set them low at first, and then exceed them. So, um, so, so I,
0: it's like when you order a pizza and they say, "Hey, it's going to be ready in half hour." Really, it's ready in 15 minutes, but they want you to be happy when you get there and it's ready. You know, you don't want to say it's going to be ready in 15 minutes and I think it's 20. You'll be ticked if you get there and it's not ready, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're comparing the
0: Biden <laughs> vaccine program to pizza, but no, but I mean, it's the same, same principle,
2: I guess. You want Moderna or Pfizer with your yeah. pizza? <laughs> no, no, I, I want Johnson & Johnson. I was actually thinking, couldn't that vaccine be like a pizza
0: topping? Because, again, I'm not anti-vaccine. I just don't like shots, any shots. You yeah, just, know, just pour a little vaccine on your pizza. It could be like sausage or something. You know? <laughs> well, it tastes weird, but it's a lot better to get a shot, right?
2: You know, I any think that like- <laughs>
1: uh, <if> Frank's like, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> If that was the case, I think a lot of people would probably go that direction. Although I know they're working on the uh, the nasal spray version of Whoa. of the vaccines, so maybe that might you know happen sooner than later, and you don't have to take a shot. I
0: can see this is going to be my President Trump moment, where you know Trump claimed he was joking about drinking, you know, <laughs> a bleach to stop COVID. <laughs> people are like. He wants what to put vaccine on pizza? What's going on? What a crazy man! That'll be my cancel moment, I guess. I'm kidding. Don't pour, don't pour vaccine on a on a, a piece of pizza. It, it would taste gross. It probably wouldn't work well yeah. All right, you think that covers me, Brandon? What what's that? You think that covers me? Well, like I like I announce oh, okay, yeah. a, a correction. You know, don't do that. You know that's a bad idea. No. You know. I'm just joking, you know, kind of the former president said. So, yeah, I, I laugh at the Mandel versus uh, Jane Timpkin feud. Um, I think that's funny. We could, if we have more time, we could spend a lot more time talking about that. I'm, I'll am i put it this way I'm not, you know, giving any political preferences, but if I'm a Republican and I have a good chance of winning for Senate, and right now our two choices are. Mandel and Timken, I'd be like, man, I need to go for you. It. It, it would seem like that it's wide open for somebody else to possibly claim the Republican, you know, nomination for a Senate, right? Maybe. Well, right? Well, well, I guess what I'm saying is, you, you know, we've talked a lot about who would be good candidates on the Republican side, who would be good candidates on the Democratic side, and I think right now. I mean, you've got Amy Acton, who hasn't officially announced. All indications are that she's going to run based on that she quit her job, she's working with a political group. You might have Tim Ryan, but you know you may have Tim Ryan for governor of Ohio. And On the Republican side, you just have Jane Timpkin and Josh Mandel. And, you know, Jane Timpkin, other than being the head of the hot GOP party and has the recommendation of Trump, you know, she really doesn't have any of her political experience. And I think to be kind saying Josh Mandela has a checkered political history is accurate. You know, so, you know, if I, if I'm a GOP guy that thinks I could win the Senate, I, I think you've got a good path. I mean, I don't think Mandela or, you know, Timken are going to dominate everybody else. Right.
2: Well, yeah, I think it's an opportunity for some establishment Republican to probably, um, win the primary if, if timkin and mandel fight for the trump vote um so but i don't know who that is I, I think everyone's kind of on on state state the state republican parties throughout republican parties throughout the states are more more in trump trump camp than the federal ones are um and so um I, i'm i'm i don't know who can Who's interest? I, I maybe I'll do a quick search and be like, oh, yeah, there was that one. But, you know, it depends like on how, um, um, how m- it really will be t- for Ohio. D- the question is, is how much was Ohio invested in Trump's success versus the Republican Party's success? Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe those two might not be connected. Well, that's what we're going to find out in and in, and in, uh, in the primaries next year.
0: Right. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I just hate the fact it's gone back to political football. Like it seems like right now, Josh Mandel's main topic is get rid of the mask mandate. I mean, let's go back to my advice from yesterday: dip your toe in the water. Hey, I think it's good that we're starting to get back in society. You look at the Blue Jackets; they had ten percent people at their they had ten percent capacity at their game the other night. They're talking about moving it to twenty five percent. So we're dipping our toe in the water. We're just not saying, oh, screw it. Everyone come back. You know, let's dip our toe in the water, see how it goes. If we don't have a major spike, then we dip our toe further in the water. But let's don't just jump in and say, heck with it. If we drown, we drown. Yeah, you know, that's kind of where I see it's at. And, hey, closed the closed show last night. And at work, this is the greatest story. I love the story. Um, in Canton, there was a 72-year-old guy. And if I knew who he was, I'd invite him on the show. He's my hero. He was transporting a mobile home on I-77 through Canton. the And there was a construction zone, which you know, obviously is a little bit narrower. He tried to take the mobile home through the construction zone. He got stuck. So what does he do? He left his mobile home on the side of the road, which kind of blocked traffic. Um, they eventually got to a place where traffic could go through the construction zone. But it was out there for a day or two. Uh, yesterday they were trying to move it. They couldn't. And the latest report from the Canton Repository says they are moving it between 3 and 6 a.m. this morning. So right now it's at like 6.28. So hopefully it's out there by now. I, I, guys, real quick before we close for the day, uh, do you think we've got Ohio Man now? Uh, I was sharing it with some of my colleagues across the country, and they're like, geez, Chris, we always make fun of florida man do we have ohio man what do you think brandon who's ohio man this guy because you know he tried to take a mobile home through a construction zone he got stuck he left it by the side of the road and said "Ah, screw it and he drove off you know what i mean so so we always talk about florida man the news that does goofy stuff and they're saying hey maybe we have an ohio man is there gonna be more ohio man stories are we are we doing goofy stuff enough where we, we get mocked around the country like Florida does? Sometimes?
2: Oh, sorry. I missed that first part, but yeah, the, um, I don't, that's interesting. Cause I feel like a lot of all the uh, everyone in Florida is usually from Ohio somehow. Like you just go okay. down there. Like I see a lot more Ohio license plates down in, down in uh, Florida than Floridian license plates. In fact, I might see the occasional Floridian license plate up here in Ohio. And I'm like, I'm like, What's going on here?
0: (laughs) Yeah, why are you going from Florida to Ohio? Craig, do you think – I mean, I think it would be a fascinating study. And, you know, maybe I should suggest this at Headers meetings. Maybe we should investigate everybody who was called Florida man and see if they actually came from Ohio. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i'm sure it's not 100 percent, but maybe it's majority man
1: yeah hopefully story. Yeah, yeah. hopefully there's not too much of a correlation there but it, it's you never know i mean uh, uh, florida's a pretty popular destination for o- older Ho- ohioans so um you know this is this is kind of a fun story it's kind of I, I kind of wonder like this guy just decides to drop his house off over on the left there and you know you, you wonder how long that took you know how long did it take you know did it back up traffic for a while to to you know drop a you know house in the middle of the you know on on the you know on the shoulder there so kind of a funny story it's kind of like when you read it you you almost think of it like this this must be florida but no this is in ohio so um maybe uh maybe a, a possible florida man who knows i i was
0: excited um I love quirky stories. I, I obviously breaking news is important. I, I get a rush on doing breaking news, but the quirky goofy stories that get more than local interest really excite me. And I'll tell you, Craig, I am proud to be a member of USA Today Network because the story originally broke in the morning. We didn't have pictures yet, so we held off on even saying it to Facebook till we got the picture because we're like, hey, this story is good because of the picture. Again, if you're listening to the podcast, click on the link in the story. You can see all the pictures and all of its glory. And I would imagine if you're listening to Laertate, it may be updated and say, hey, look, the house is gone uh, because, again, it might be even gone now. But I love the <clears> fact <throat> that I'm part of USA Today Network because I, as soon as we got the pictures, I went to a USA Today chat. I said, guys, here's the story you want to consider. And already they were looking at the story. They said, yep, we're on it. And when I showed them the pictures, USA Today wrote something about too, which was fun. So.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have a, it's like the perfect story for it all.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Brain? Oh, I was going to... I have also my own Florida main story to share. Oh, okay. Um, driving down in Florida, I was driving, visiting family, and we were getting off the highway, which was backed up um, and there was rain and whatever, and we're taking like an exit off the highway. At this point, so we're on the road, the highway road towards on that leads to the exit. And as we were driving, we saw we looked to our left and saw a uh, uh, one guy that was in the still on the highway, stuck in line. He pulled. He, he was in this bigger pickup truck with giant wheels, got into the the, the median strip or what uh, the grass strip, and just started driving just to get onto the exit, our exit.
0: <laughs> oh wow wow.
2: And I was just like, "Oh uh, gosh, it was like I'm like these Florida drivers." That's so. There's there's my Florida man story. You heard it here, exclusive. Very good,
0: very good. All right, well that that's our Thursday show. We do a little bit of a short one on Thursday. Uh, we're going to hang out and record Friday's show right after this, um, guys. Sorry, I gave you the topic late, but we're going to be talking about the five most relevant social networks. And again, this is our opinion. I mean, you might look at and say, hey, I like this better. You know, I got a feeling Parlor won't make our top five list, but maybe it's <laughs> parlor for you, whatever the case might be. But we're kind of looking at what's more relevant to us. So sorry I dropped this on you late, but, if, guys, if you can get your top five list ready, and we'll give our top five, talk about them, and we'll rank them in our Friday show. So we're recording that now, but stay tuned for that Friday. It should be good. And yeah. anything else, guys, before we take off for today? No. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, thanks as always for listening to Highland. Check out our sponsors, subscribe, tell your friends, and have a great day. Uh you have a good one.